Welcome to Semper Sometimes with Benny. So hey, um, good freaking morning. Um, I literally just figured this out. I just figured I was going to do an episode. I apologize um, so, so much so about me having to literally do this episode on a prompt. Um, you know, randomly just decided I was going to do this episode just sitting in my car. Um, so my head, my iPad, my AirPods are not... Um, are not good, um, and I'm just going back to the old way. Um, so if anybody realizes and listens, do me a favor and let me know. Um, do you prefer this mic over the AirPods or vice versa? The past couple of episodes um, have been on AirPod. Um, so let me know what your thoughts are as the consumer. Um, but why am I here? Um, what's today's episode about? Today's episode is about... The command recruiting program um, and this is gonna be an episode about recruiting duty so right now if this is your first time ever listening to my series um, just know that I have about 87 episodes um, 26 to 27 of those are um, on recruiting duty so if you are if you find yourself on recruiting duty on the streets um, please go back and listen um, some great ones um, some some uh you know some gems out there i've gotten a lot of great feedback um fortunately enough i have not received any negative feedback um you know which i've th- i thought i would um but i haven't um so what i wanted to talk about on this episode um and i wanted this episode to be with a friend um or an or a mentor uh wanted this episode to be with other 8411 slash 8412s, command recruiter, I'm sorry, recruiter, or the recruiter instructor, um, or some sort of um, career recruiter. But unfortunately, with them being as busy as they are, um, I've just gotten rescheduled and stuff so many times that I said, hey, I got to get this episode out there. So, um, what, mind you, before I speak, um, everything I'm saying is solely Benny's opinion. On the matter, um, I am not an 8412. This is not something that you'll find in any sort of handbook. Um, you will not learn this at, at the basic recruiter course. Um, some people may not agree with what I have to say. That's completely fine. Um, but just know it's some of the stuff that I've seen over the years, some of the stuff that I think makes my, makes a lot more sense than what people do. So why am I, what am I talking about? So I'm talking about the command recruiter, right? So what is a command recruiter? Command recruiter is somebody who comes home on, you know, um, comes home to help assess, um, or help assist the recruiting program. So it could be, you know, any rank, you know, I've seen sergeants come home. Um, so it, you know, it's somebody, it, it's, um, somebody who's home to help a the recruiting effort. So it could be a student that just graduated. It could be a Marine who just graduated boot camp. It could be somebody that's in the middle of the student process. Like say for instance, and I had this happen um, with Jimenez. Um, she got to her MOS school and they weren't picking up for like six months. So they sent her home. Like they didn't have a pickup and this was like during COVID. So they didn't have a pickup process for like two or three months. So it was either she was gonna sit in the holding platoon or she was going to go home so they said hey you know what boom she reached out to the, to the gunnery sergeant um and she she came home now why am i starting out with her because in all of the time it was her and it was another marine um uh, alfano for pfc alfano one of the marines that i put in the marine corps 
And um, why do I want to start out with them? Because I believe stories help us, right? So they were both home for a good amount of time, for probably about two months, um, two, three months, like I said. And at the time, they had a different boss in charge. Um, and that boss was an 8412, will not name names, um, but he kept them at work all of the time. I'm sorry for the screen moving because my dog wants to decide to continue to move on, which is why I started using the AirPods. Um, so I apologize for that. So, um, so he, he has them working every day with the recruiters, same hours, same everything coming in the morning. They're coming into work at like 7am. They're leaving the office at like nine, 10 o'clock, even later. They're watching all of these things go down. And why do I bring this up? Your recruiter's assistant is not a fucking recruiter. They never went to BRC. And and you put them on this, you give them these incentives or you give them these these goals. And you're like, hey, you can't go home until you find that a qualified. I, I asked this question on the on the Facebook page. Um, and I said, hey, what are some tips and tricks? Um, can you reach out? Is anybody available to hop on the podcast? Of course, everybody who has some shit to say on that Facebook page, not one person was like, yeah, I'll come on. Um, so it's what it is. Um, all those great gunnies out there who, um, you know, talk so much shit about my podcast. None of them offered any help, but it's cool. Um, but the point of the matter is, is that a lot of them said what I'm saying, and it's fucking bullshit. Don't do that. Do not tell a PFC or a Lance Corporal who's never been to BRC, hey, you can go home when you find me a qualified appointment. Bro, you have recruiters on the streets for a year who only have one interview a week. And you're going to tell a brand new PFC Lance Corporal that they can't go home until whatever, whatever. So now why do I, why am I so against that? Number one, that, that kid, I'm going to call him a kid. That young man, young man or woman is never going to want to come back on recruiter's assistance again. He's going to tell all of the police in that, because mind you, who goes outside and no, who's going to run PT? Always the recruiter because the recruiter got to be there. But who's going to go outside and help run that PT? That recade. And what is that recade going to do when all of those dudes who are about to leave for boot camp, what's he going to tell them? Yo, do not come back here to do this. And then those rec, those police are going to notice that when these dudes came home on RA, all they ever did was sit in the office. No, bro, you got to make it fun for them. You got to make it into a competition. I'm not saying don't work them because they're not home on leave. They are home to work. I completely agree. But you cannot have the same guidelines for them that you have for your recruiters. You cannot have the same expectations for them that you have for your recruiters. You have to do small and little bits. So one of the questions I had recently asked was was about this. Um, one of the answers was, well, the first thing you got to do is as soon as they all get there, you got to give them a safety brief. As soon as all your RAs check in or as they check in, first thing you got to do is you got to give a class. Like give a class. You're not giving a class on MC3. No, you, you don't have time for that. You're giving a class on how to pa properly pack out an individual, how to properly conduct an eye combat V. Um, and then here's my thing, though. We all know how the eye combat V works, okay? 
Um, I'm not going to go any further than that. So if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Gus, stop. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, and if, if you know what I'm talking about, then why would you allow someone? Because what are they going to do? These young PFCs and Lance Corporals, they're going to come back to the office and they're going to say, oh, everybody was disqualified. Right? And then you're trusting your working file on that of somebody who really doesn't know, right? So in my opinion, it is better for you to send those Marines out just to get names, just to, just to get lead cards. Send them out with a high school questionnaire to the local mall. Have them reach out. Have them talk, talk about their story. Have them talk about how much they love the Marine Corps, even though they just joined, you know? Um, have them hand out your business cards. Have them hand out those questionnaires. Have them go up to people at the food court and interrupt them. Hey, man, listen, I don't want to interrupt you, but what I want to do, I want to offer you an opportunity at this. If you are interested, please fill this out. Fill this out. I'll have my recruiter contact you at a later time. Do me a favor, man. Put your Instagram on there. Put your Facebook. Put your Twitter. Put your whatever the hell it is. Put your gamer tag, bro. I don't care. Um, boom. Why do I say that? Because it's better for you to get leads generated from a recce than it is for you to have a recce going out and telling people that they're disqualified. Because they don't, even when you, now mind you, I'm not telling you not to have the young man or woman understand how to, to get an icon that V-card. I'm not saying that. But we got to understand that sometimes they don't know how to ask the right questions. They don't know. So regardless as a recruiter, you're going to re-combat V. You're going to re-tack the kid out regardless, right? So I want every single lead that I can possibly generate. Now, mind you, another thing too. If those you, when, when you sit down with those young men and women and they come into your office, you got to ask them, hey man, what plans does your family have for you? Why do I say that? Because if they have family parties that they're supposed to be going to, if they have Christmas parties and New Year's parties and all these things that they're supposed to be going to while they're home, why would you not want them in the public, in their families, so that they can talk to their cousins, their brothers, their sisters, their friends, other parents? Like, we're not utilizing, and I say we, but I'm clearly I'm not in your office, but we're not utilizing the recruiter's assistant to their full capacity. You know, nine times out of 10 cents, someone hands them a list and then boom, hey, call this list. Okay, listen, what I would do, I'm gonna ask you, hey, what year did you graduate? When did you graduate? I should already know that, but if this is somebody that's coming back like a corporal and I've never met them, whatever, because that happens. But if it's a brand new Marine that I know because I've been here in the office and I know who they are, I'm gonna print out their graduation list and then I'm gonna print out the seniors for this year, and then I'm gonna print out the year before. And then what I'm gonna have them do is I'm gonna have them call that list. Why? I'm gonna have them call that list, I'm gonna have them introduce themselves as PFC or Lance Corporal, and say, I just graduated boot camp. I graduated high school with your son or daughter, and I just wanted to reach out and talk to them about how much the Marine Corps impacted me and see if they were available to, to see what their thoughts are or see what your thoughts are, ma'am. Now. As soon as Johnny, Billy, or whoever the hell it is gets on the phone, you hand that they hand that phone right to the recruiter. Boom. The recruiter takes that phone call. 
because once that hook is in, we need an expert fisherman to start reeling it in. We do not need, we just need you as the as the hook, bro. Once you get it hooked, boom, let me come in and do my job. Have them bring in referrals. Bro, I'm going to buy, I used to do this all the time. Yo, I'm going to buy anybody whatever they want for dinner if you find me a same-day interview. If you find me somebody to come in this office, past the East, and literally sit down with me right now, I will buy you dinner. I will buy, or I will buy you and your girlfriend dinner so you don't got to worry about it. I'll pay for a movie. Whatever it is, boom. Dude, they'll go out there and find them. Or you trick them into it. You know, you 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 have them, hey, hey man, tell all your boys to meet you at the mall. Let me know when you get there. I'm going to show up. Boom. You show up to the mall. You start chopping it up. And you don't show up. And you don't have to show up in uniform. Everybody has to stop. Like, listen. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was against it um, for the longest time. But sometimes, bro, you don't got to be in uniform. So there are some people that feel a lot more comfortable not being in uniform than being in uniform. Um, and, and I gotta be honest, man, this whole, you know, the, no, I'm not going to go there cause it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But so sometimes it's that easy, you know what I mean? And then, and then bro, having a whole bunch of freaking PSCs and Lance Corporals walking through, you know, the mall with their uniforms on, it's like, bro, are we serious right now? <laughs> like every year, every year it happens, bro. And it's like, stop, stop, bro. What you do is this, man. You even if you wanted to, even if you wanted to do that, right? What you should do is you should find your local Toys for Tots organization, and you should post up two PFCs at each location. Why? Those two PFCs, you put the lead card down, and now you're gaining leads while you're gaining people. Why do I say that? Because you're partnering with the Marine Corps, you're partnering with the Reserve Program. Because that's something that the, that's what that's that's one thing the Marine Corps doesn't do well, and this is not the Marine Corps. This is the recruiters of the Marine Corps. We created a Marine Corps Reserve Program to serve our community. We tell people that our mission is to create model citizens and return them to our community. So why don't we use our reservists more? Why not? There's too many of them that don't know about the recruiter aid process. There's too many of them that don't know about the EAD process. So that's a big part of the problem. We need to make sure we're utilizing them. You should have a recruiter's assistant every month. Another person from your AO that's a reservist. Doesn't got to be a PFC or Lance Corporal. It could be even more. Um, so one of the, that's one of the things I want you to guys think about. Um, so getting back to the... Um, to how to prospect with these guys. Another thing too, and this is what I used to do. So I'm gonna be real, now that I'm off recruiting duty, I can kind of come out and say this. Um, I used to, I hate the cold. I hate the cold and I hate the heat. I hate being hot in the summer, right? You can ask my boyfriend, you know, my boy Morales about it. Um, when he first met me, I said, hey, man, get in the car. He got here in uh, in the winter, got here in January. And I remember I said, hey, man, get in the car. He went out. And every time I would stop somewhere, he would go to get out the car. I'd be like, bro, what are you doing? But I'm getting out the car. I'm like, no, you're not. Get back in. 
And and he'd be like, what are we doing? I'd be like, we're ACing. He'd be like, but we're not getting out of the car. I was like, exactly. I'm smart. Bro, I have the heat on full blast. Got my coat on. In my uniform. Roll my window down. And I sit in the car when somebody walks by. Yo, you. Come here. What's up? And they'll always be like, who, me? And then I'll be like, no, the dude behind you. And then they'll look behind him. And I'll be like, no, you, motherfucker. And they'll come over and be like, yes, sir. Because nine times out of ten, they think you're a cop. So you use that to your advantage. Yo, you, come here. Whether if they're with a crowd or whatever the hell it is. Bro, I used to sit. I used to get interviews in my car. I used to sit in my car. And I would road, I would pull up you know, behind Lowe's, behind Home Depot, behind Target. Wherever the ch- kids would chill at. And I would sit in my car, roll my window down, and I would just bullshit with the kids. I'd pack the whole group out. I'd joke with one kid. Boom, boom, boom. I'd set two appointments for today, two appointments for tomorrow. And I would do all this in the car with all my recruiters. You can, you can hit up Sergeant Murphy and ask him. When, I, when he first got here, I did the same thing with him. You don't have to get out the car. Why do I say that? Because what you do with the recruiter's assistant is you have them get out the car. You go in the minivan, right? You have all the Lance Corporals and POCs in the minivan. You pull up to a shopping plaza. Okay? Pull up to a shopping plaza. I'm sorry if my dog starts barking because there's a barking dog in the neighborhood. So you pull up to a shopping plaza. As soon as you pull up to the shopping plaza, you stay in the vehicle. You open the doors. They get out of the vehicle. They walk, not in uniform and civilian clothes, into every single swinging, every single store. What are they doing? They're your lookouts. If there's anybody, because think about it. How many times have you, time, we're talking about time. How many times have you driven all the way out to your AO, got out of your car, walked into a store, walked around the whole store just to find nobody? Happens all the time. So what you do is you have them walk in and out of all the stores. If they see anybody that matches the description of 17 to 30 years old, if they see anybody athletic, anybody that's miserable working at Walmart or whatever, 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 now they call you. Hey, staff sergeant, I saw somebody at aisle so-and-so. Come talk to him. Now you go in, okay? And got you. You're not going to get kicked out the store because they're in civilian clothes and nobody knows who they are. They're just normal customers. Now you come walking in, you're shopping for something, you go ask that kid for some help because he works there or he's just somebody shopping there. Now you got him, okay? Or what you're doing while they're in the stores looking is you're driving around the parking lot because this is the biggest thing people don't understand. Nine times out of 10, when you go to a store, okay, how long are you in the store? Think about it. Like you got to, you, you shop. I hate that I don't have anybody asking, you know, here to, answer these questions but you know when, when when you think about it right you're at shop right or you're at whatever local store you have you know and you know piggly wiggly or whatever it is and you go into the store nine times out of ten you have a full-on list that your wife gave you that you put in your notes or whatever you know what you're getting so you walk in you walk out boom okay same thing wawa 7-eleven you're walking in you're leaving quick check you're walking in you're leaving you're not hanging out there for 30 45 minutes right so when you're a canvassing recruiter and you go out ACing, why do we leave the shopping plaza in like 15 minutes? Why are we in and out of a shopping plaza? 
bro, you've only seen like five people walk in and out. If you literally think about it, how many people go in and out of McDonald's a day? How many p? How many customers? Like, ask Wawa. Go ask Wawa how many customers they have a day at one location. It's ridiculous. So the question you got to ask yourself is that why are you always chasing the appointment? Why are you always chasing the pack card? Why are you always chasing the applicant? Sit down, bro. Relax. You're gonna be at work all day, regardless, bro. We've already learned that. We've already, and that was my thing too. You know, we've already figured that out. We're gonna be at work regardless all day long. So why am I gonna go chase some shit when I could literally just sit here and have the shit come to me? When I'm at the mall, I used to. My boy Arana used to. You know, I would be running through the mall, running through the mall, running through the mall. And one day, Arana stopped me and said, "Bennett, sit the fuck down." He looked at a couch right in the middle of the mall. He said, sit the fuck down. I said, okay. I said, I said, I said, I said, I staff sergeant. So I sat down. And guess what? He just sat there. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, bro, sometimes you just got to let them come to you, bro. And he, me and him just sat there in front of the Apple store. And all these people kept walking right by us. And looking at our uniform saying, thank you for your service and all this stuff. Now we would engage them in conversation. Or he would look at them and be like, yo, you come here. And then, boom, they would come up. And he would talk to them. Not going on the, not on the attacking, not coming at them, not doing nothing. Just like, hey, man, come here. Or he would just sit there and chill. But if he saw somebody in the age of which we were looking for, he would hit them up. Because if you're, because, and then he would, and this is what he, and he was the one that made me realize this. If you're in the mall, and say me and you walk into the same mall at the same time, you go left, I go right. How many times, and I'm looking for you, how many times are we going to pass each other? But if I just stayed in one place, like when, when a kid gets lost, what do you tell them? Stay in one place. Do not keep moving. Stay in one place. Will someone will find you, okay? And that's what it is. If you keep chasing the applicant, you're never gonna find nobody. But if you just sit the fuck down and let them keep walking by you, and you're like, "Yo, come here, man, bro," I'm telling you, try it. Go sit down somewhere today, and just sit there, and and just look at somebody and be like, "Yo, come here." That's all you gotta do. Or, if you really want to fuck with them, you call them by the wrong name. Yo, Bobby! And they're like, I'm not Bobby. But, oh, sh bro, my bad. You looked like so-and-so, bro. But, well, yo, since I already have your attention, can I ask you a question? Boom. Bro, nobody cares. You can literally call someone the wrong name, and they'll come to you. It's all about being confident. As long as you're confident in what you do and what you say... They'll come over. They'll be like, hey, what's going on, man? That's it. <coughs> interrupt their day. A big problem with the thing with people is that they don't want to interrupt people's day. But if what you have to say is important, then you're not interrupting their day. You're changing their life. So now how do I do this with the recruiter, with the recruiter's aide? Same thing. I got to explain that to them. And also, if you have a shitty recruiter who's not good at his job, give him four Lance Corporals. Because what is that dude going to do? That sergeant does not want to look like a bag of ass in front of four Lance Corporals. Never. 
If he's a good sergeant, which he is, he's never going to want to look like shit in front of four Lance Corporals. So what do I do? I put those Marines with him. It, it brings up his morale. It makes him want to be better. It also reminds him of the Fleet Marine Corps. It also reminds him of having junior Marines. And it makes him feel like he's at home. It's going to help him. Now, one of the other things that I kind of want to address is I'm not telling you to feed the system. Okay? But if Marines are constantly working the whole entire time they're home and they don't get any type of reward from it, and it's because you're not a good recruiter. Because that's the thing, too, is how many times do you have kids, how, do you, how many times do you have junior Marines bring you referrals, but you couldn't sell the kid? Or they didn't like you as a recruiter. There's a, like, that's the problem, man. A lot of people a lot of people say the, com- the, the command recruiting program doesn't work. It's not that. It's that you don't know how to use it. And a lot of problems is, is that everyone looks at them. Everyone looks at the, the applicant as the bitch. Nah, motherfucker, you the bitch. If you if you look at your numbers and you notice that you have a, an issue with committals, right? Then you're the bitch. That's you. That is you. If you look over, you know, it's the same thing. If you look at your benefit tags and you look at all the interviews you've had and you look at the ones that didn't commit, is there is there an, a um, is if you look at it is is there a common trend with the benefit tags they chose? Are you not good at bottom line? Are there certain benefit tags that when you get them you get stumped? So the reality of it is is that you got to do more inner inner you know an inner look at yourself because maybe it's you and nine times out of ten guess what it's you because you're the only part of the equation that doesn't change. You're the only part. You're the only part of the equation that does not change. Your part. You are in the equation every single day, no matter what. So stop blaming your AO. Stop blaming all that shit. Use the tools that have been given to you and make it happen. Have your police send out DMs. Have your police send out Snapchats. Have your, you know, if you have a, um, like when I was on recruiting duty, the, the Mac, um, made a link that we could send out and then if they clicked it it would bring them to marines.com and it would bring them to the ebbc so what we started doing is we would tag it on the instagram we would tag it on the snapchat we would tag it on all these things and then boom we would send it out if you don't have bro another thing how do we use the ra take one stance bro listen if you don't and listen i'm gonna be real with you i never i had take one stance but guess what they weren't in the system so I'm a piece of shit. I'm gonna say that. Um, you have to take your recruiter's assistant, and you have to send them out into the world to put up take one stands. And then you get the information of the business. You get the information of the who it is. And then what you do from there is you take that person, you take that business, and now you continue to grow it because they you gotta think about it, bro. The average recruiter's assistant lived in your town their, their whole life. So they have contacts that you don't have. They know people. They have uncles and cousins that are business entrepreneurs or that are principals, that are whatever it is. So you have to you have to be able to help them in that instance. Um, so that's the thing right there. Um that's what I need you to do. 
is you need to use those recruiters assistance in that way um and that's how you do it is by taking them putting them in their AO they are going to like also and I forget what it's called but in in Chris in your working file contact cards okay hey I you know when it comes to an SRI what do they want they want contact cards when were they contacted who are they dude you have a whole pool of people who know people in your AO why are you not getting contact cards from them and then on top of that, what I was saying before, before I got interrupted by my freaking dog, um, is the take one stance. They've been going to the same pizzeria, like when I was living in, when I was in Jersey. Where do you think the first place I ever went was? The pizzeria that I went to for freaking 15 years, Pasquale's. I went over there, hey, Pasquale, you mind if I put up some posters? You mind if I put up some ring core stuff? Boom, boom, boom. What did that do? Well, it gave me the take one stand, but what did it also do? If any other branch of military walked in there, he would tell them no. He'd be like, nah, bro, we're good. We already have the Marine Corps. And then I was, I became, I had more take one stands in all of my AOs than any other branch did. And if you have these young men and women, they know the owners of these shops. They know the owners of these businesses. Um, So that's what I need you to go and do. That's really what it be. Um, I apologize, um, for the me screaming part of this. And especially because I screamed right into the microphone. Um, so I'm going to just drop this the way that it is. Um, I apologize. So when that happens, if I hurt your ear, I do apologize for it. Um, I do apologize for my, you know, listen, um, a lot of people ask me why I have the dog here in the background. Um, if I, he's a shelter dog and if I have my dog in the house, um, he will chew up stuff. He will bark and he also has separation anxiety. Um, so nine times out of 10, I bring him everywhere I go. Um, I do apologize for yelling at him. Um, but he just got to be quiet sometimes. So, um, but I wanted this to be a quick 30 minute episode. If you have more questions on how to properly utilize a command recruiter, please let me know. Um, if you have, or if you have things to add to this episode, please let me know. Um, I truly appreciate your help. Um, I hope it all works out for you. Um, again, I hope that this helped you in any way. Again, before this episode, I have like 27 other ones. Um, so if you find yourself on recruiting duty and you want some help, um, I believe that these will be a help to you. And I only say that because I've had a lot of people reach out to me, um, and tell me that. Um, so please, um, please help me share this with people. Help me you know, give these ideas out there. That's really what I want to do. Um, I want to help people understand how I made it out alive. Um, and if you have things that you, you know, maybe there's, maybe you agree with everything that I just said, guess what? That's a whole new episode. Let's talk about it. Um, let's talk about how you're better than me. I don't believe it, but sure. Um, we can make it happen. So if you believe that you have something that you can add to this conversation, please let me know. Um, I would love to have this conversation with you. If you have tips and tricks on how to possibly, you know, help another recruiter out, help a Savage UIC out, how do we make the McCrisp process easier? How do we make the enlistment process easier? How do we make SRI prep easier? Um, how do you get your SRIs prepped before having to just do a whole year worth of work? Um, let's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can talk about. Um, so I appreciate everything you guys are doing. 
Thank you for having a great day. I hope you have a, a better day. Enjoy yourself. Adios. Adios.